News. The Trivia Music Show. Of your favorite pop stars. What's happening, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And as always, we scour the internet and find less known facts about some of the big names, legends, megastars, or what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see if you know as much as you think you know about your favorite stars in music. I'm TJ Reed, and of course, I got my bro Yoon Chi with me in the studio. What's hey, happening, what's man? What's up, everybody? It's Yoon Chi here. <laughs> Good to see you today, TJ. It's always a pleasure, man. Who do right. you got for us today? So I've got this musician that I don't particularly enjoy his music. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I know for a fact because I th- I think the lyrics from a lot of his songs mm-hmm. are overly simple. Overly, overly simple. Overly simple. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you're saying any Joe Schmo can write his music, huh? What's What's a Joe Schmo? <laughs> <laughs> That means any moron with a pen can write it. That's probably one way to put it. <laughs> but But I know for a fact there are many Chinese musicians. Okay. They like to do. Cover songs from this musician. Okay, yeah. Okay. So he's popular among the band players. All right, all right. So he's got definitely a lot of credibility. I'm interested in hearing what your idea or your notion is of overly simple. <laughs> <laughs> and I most definitely have somebody, a legend that I would like to introduce today. Somebody who's had a profound, I guess you could say, influence on me. Growing up listening to this person's music made me feel like I wanted to be a singer as well. And right. just his style, his harmony, and Yeah, his life behind the mic and outside of the mic has been an inspiration for、Sounds、a lot、good. of people. So I'm super excited to give you guys some trivia on this individual. But before we get started, guys, just a quick disclaimer. And again, all the info we find is internet based. So this is our hold harmless clause. <laughs> These things are always changing. Accolades, records, and、uh, some of the sites may be a little outdated. So、uh, we'll do our best to reference the sites where we got the information from. And if anything is wrong, or if there's anyone that wants to give a fact check, please shoot us a message, and we would love to hear from you. Think you know everything there is to know about your favorite music celebs? We'll find out on Pop Muse. Trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. All right, all right. So now that that's done, let's get to it. So fact number one, and this is liveforlivemusic.com.、Mm, sounds pretty rock. <laughs> yes, this artist is a child prodigy, having shown an interest in music at a young age. He was a brilliant musician, teaching himself to play multiple instruments、uh, before the age of ten years old.、Mm. So, the self-taught musician, the instruments that he started playing, he's notable for playing the piano and also the harmonica and also the drums.、Uh, harmonica, that yeah, sounds like、yeah. a blues musician to me. Yeah, a fusion of such mm, and mm,、um, styles. He signed to Motown Records, a huge record、Motown、label, records. who signed a lot of the big names back in the day. And、uh, at the age of 11 years old, so that he's really, really young. Oh, he already signed a contract at the age of at the 11. 11 years old to、mm. Motown Records. He was found by somebody from a、uh, a soul band called the Miracles. Isn't it illegal? Doesn't matter if it's a musician or、uh, or a, just a labor janitor at a <laughs> McDonald's. 
I think for like uh, established companies outside the world of music, yeah, I think there's some laws against that. But in the world of music, it's different because you have a mm. lot of child stars who oh, get that's started right. and sing. And, but yeah, I can understand that sentiment. Like, is this? Wait a minute, is that, is that even legal to put this guy in a record studio? And- but it's probably illegal in the industry of creative works because mm. there are. Plenty movies that are have like very famous children yeah. characters. Right, right. Like, like he, there's the movie of that ch- of that little boy in the home and defending himself, <laughs> and they have made like a couple of franchises. Home Alone, Home yes, Alone with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, my personal favorite. I, I love. I mean, that movie was hilarious. I yeah, mean, the translation Chinese Xiao Gui Dan Jia, a little boy um, <laughs> keeping the home, sort of. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I like. I love these name changes. It just makes it. It gives it a whole new meaning. <laughs> More direct, but yes. Eleven years old, he signed to a record label, and he was the youngest solo artist to have a number one song on the Billboard in history. So his first album was actually a tribute to. It was titled "A Tribute to Uncle Ray," and I'm sure、mm. you can guess who Uncle Ray is. Ray Charles. <laughs> yeah, he performed pretty much cover songs that you know his favorite cover songs of Ray Charles. And、uh, yeah, in 51 years, no one has come close to the record、uh, this artist achieved when he was only 13 years old. His song、wow. "Fingertips" reached number one on the Billboard Top 100, making him the youngest artist to do 13. so. 13, 13 years old.、Mm-hmm. I saw that performance, and it was pretty incredible. I mean, he was on the stage. He started with the drums, and then he、uh, brought out you know the harmonica, and he was singing,、wow. and it was just like incredible. I mean, this person was. Put here, this person was born for music, definitely, and also for sure. The track simultaneously became the number one R&B song in the country, which was also a first at that time. So, child prodigy. Moving on. So let's go. Let's go on to fact number two,、uh, and this is from Music in Minnesota, another pop artist info database. In、uh, 1973, this is actually kind of a big fact for people who are fans of this individual.、Hmm. He was actually involved in a horrific car accident that left him temporarily without his sense of smell and taste, and he was in a coma for a few days. Really? Yeah. A car accident a that's car accident. able to take your sense of smell and taste away. Yeah. So I would imagine he probably hit his face like really bad. He was in a. Yeah, it's probably a certain section in your brain that was damaged. Hmm. I think so. And so, but、uh, he eventually got it back. But it took、uh, it was sometime within a year. So I mean, imagine not being able to taste or smell anything. I know I've heard people complaining during you know <laughs> those who caught COVID. Yeah, and some of them, actually, a large proportion of them, they're gonna lose their sense of I think taste. Oh right, for a while. right. I've heard a little bit about that, and, and that would just be a nightmare for me because I love to eat and not being able to taste things or even smell things. For me as well. Yeah,、oh, I guess、horrible. that's pretty universal. Universal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Every people loves food. Yeah, your senses are a irreplaceable thing, and if you are missing one, they say that the others get stronger. And so, and I, and the reason I bring that up is because、uh, going on a little bit more about this fact, during a rehearsal for the Ed Sullivan Show, which is a, a popular show、uh, back in the、uh, the '60s, a 30-piece orchestra was playing the song that this artist was going to perform that night, and he stopped the musicians and told the conductor that one of the saxophonists had the wrong. <laughs> I totally get it. So by losing his sense of smell and taste, he got a stronger sense in listening. <laughs> 
Well, yes. Uh, so he was right in the fact that the uh, the sax man had a half a tone lower than everyone else, and the conductor didn't couldn't even hear it himself. Wow. So just yeah, again, lacking a sense or two makes others very very yeah, strong. Yeah, always closes the door and opens something for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. To tell when other people are not getting it right, hitting the note right, right. right. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go on to fact number three, and this is also from musicinminnesota.com. This artist sang a lot of notable duets throughout his career, and this included uh, Paul McCartney from the Beatles, mm. uh, Diane Warwick, and I'm imagining that song right now, which is one of my personal favorites, and I don't think I could sing it right now because <laughs> you would know it and you would know who the artist is. Uh, he sang with Michael Jackson. And I know that song as well, uh, mm. Whitney Houston, and of course a lot more. Uh, and that that list goes on a little bit more with Diana Ross, Smokey Robinson, and Marvin Gaye. And because he's such a good friend to a lot of these artists, he even sang at their funerals. And so when Michael Jackson passed away, you know Whitney Houston, he sang at their funerals as well. So really yeah, close friends, really close friends, and. Here's another cool fact. He was uh, pivotal, along with others, who advocated for Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday to be declared a national holiday in the U.S. Hmm. So he made a song called "Happy Birthday," which is a really that song is created by him, <laughs> the pop version. Well, yeah, he's got his own version of it. Ah, like a adapted. Right, right, right. And so when he released that song shortly after, that actually uh, came into play. So yeah, but is that version any way different from the yes, it's very different the traditional from version. Happy Birthday, you know, the one that we always say. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, it's for completely sure. different. But how does it sound like? Oh, I can't even attempt to sing it. I only know, but like, it's different. Okay, yeah, it's very different from the Happy Birthday that we're used to. I wish I could tr attempt to sing that, but I'm not even going to. I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> Good call. All right, we're going to move on a little bit more about this fact. Uh, in addition to the song, he was instrumental for uh, instrumental in organizing the Rally for Peace conference in 1981, hmm. and uh, in two years it was approved. So I'm sure you could probably hear a little bit that this musician is not only about music it seems like he's a little bit of an advocate of mm. other things right right so let's go on we're going to move on to fact number four and this is according to the star tribune this artist is a vegan and of course this stands out to me because mm -hmm. that's kind of the direction that i'm going in i'm not there yet but i'm working on it he's your like your role model <laughs> Well, I mean, I wish I could. I had it like this guy. He apparently travels with his own chef. So, I mean, if I was, a, if it's a lot easier to be a vegan yeah, when you have a chef that's you gotta prepare. be really rich for that. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So, yeah, I'm not on that level yet. But um, also, speaking of advocacy, he has also been involved in many organizations that are focused on bringing awareness about um, social issues such as like famine in different parts of the world, AIDS research, and research for the blind community so all of these different things are you know he's an advocate of trying to i guess get people to be more sensitive to it and learn more about it all right sounds yeah. like a very hot act activist well yeah he was in the song we are the world he was one of the many stars that but was but how many stars song. were there oh man i don't even know over 20 many. so 30? many yeah so it's it's not it's really, not really a, helpful clue. it's not really a clue <laughs> don't worry the last fact is it will help you out a lot hmm. and he was also named the united nations messenger of peace in 2009 for his uh, advocacy work on making services for the blind and people with disabilities and uh, things of that nature. So, yeah, hmm. huge uh, philanthropist, humanitarian, and uh, we're going to go on 
to, I guess, what, what you would refer to as the spoon-feeding fact. This is the one where you'll probably nail who this person is, and if you don't... Hmm. <laughs> I'm all yours. Okay, so this is according to an article from CNN and also Essence magazine. This artist, many people believe that he was born blind, but he wasn't. He was actually um, born prematurely. And doctors believe that he was blinded when he was accidentally given too much oxygen in his incubator. Mm. So he, yeah, and that's unfortunate. So I guess the combination of being born uh, premature and also the oxygen damaged like the retina and his eyes. And so, so at a really young age, he was unable to see. But he was able to see in his later years of life. No. Was he? He was not. Oh. Right. Also... Again, we just spoke on his public activities and his, I guess you could say, humanitarian efforts. He was a little bit political, too. He was not a fan of the former president, Donald Trump. <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of people, right? The list goes on. <laughs> a lot of people share that sentiment. And he said, quote, from, and this is according to the Essence magazine, that it's a bad day when I can see better than your 2020 vision. And he was speaking about <laughs> the president there. And he also said, oh, voting, for, voting for him is like asking me to drive. <laughs> <laughs> so he made his stance quite clear against uh, the presidency and some of, you know, what was going on during that time frame. You know, a lot of uh, racial injustice was up mm. and not just racial injustice, but just a lot of things happening during that tenure. That's he right. made his uh, his voice clear and um, he also made his stance clear against the white supremacy movement of the apartheid in South Africa and released some songs to combat that. And they retaliated by banning his music in South Africa. So, But uh, he's a big name in the world of music. I wish I had a song that I could demonstrate for you to kind of give you a hint but I'm not sure if you would know yeah, the, the music yeah the facts doesn't really ring that much bell to me and I always go re I always remember the musicians by their by their music of by course. their music right yes. and if I gave facts of the songs because his songs are so big his albums are so big and this is you know a trivia not only for you it's for the, the listeners out As there well. who are fans of this artist's work yeah if I give one single it would just it would just it's a dead giveaway because these, this artist is so big so I'm trying to make this as challenging as possible but he does have one song that's close to my heart and it's just it's um, I'm gonna try go for to it. go for it Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> If it's magic, then why can't it be everlasting? Like the sun that always shines, like the poets in this rhyme, like the galaxies in time. Yeah. Wow, that was very gentle singing there. <laughs> and again, for the fans out there, this is a really popular song. And I know for people who know mm. who this artist is, it's like, okay, yeah, they could probably complete the lyrics, but I'm, which I'm not going to do. So with all that I've given you about this artist, who would you say you think it is? I have to say, <laughs> I don't have an answer. I don't have any clue. For this musician today, so why don't you mm. save me? No clue, huh? If you had to guess, no get no names at all, huh? Yeah, a blind musician, <laughs> right? No idea. Shame, mm. shame. Well, today's a really good episode for you. <laughs> all right, so the musician that I have for you today is none other than the one and only Stevie Wonder. <laughs> is that him? 
That's him. I didn't know Stevie Wonder is blind. <laughs> you didn't know Stevie Wonder was blind. Oh, darn oh my it. God. <laughs> Unbelievable, folks. I can't believe he just said that. But And that's one other thing that we offer on this show. I mean, it's a little bit of a, a, a learning tool for a, a lot of people from different cultures, different places. Stevie Wonder's career has spanned more than 50 years. That's really long. And he's been Life honored days. with many awards and accolades. And I don't have enough time on the show to go over all of them. But many of these awards are related to his music. And some of it is due to what he does outside of the world of music. His music was recognized with 25 Grammy Awards, mm-hmm. and he was nominated for like 74. So, I mean, he's got a lot. He's really recognized, and only a few people have has gotten, I think three people has gotten more Grammys than he has. So, um, he received the Lifetime Achievement Award, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Presidential Medal of Freedom Award in 2014. Barack Obama awarded that for him. So, yeah, he's a, he's a big name in music. And again, his songs are uh, part of my heart. I love <laughs> How so? How so? Because Because of the lyrics? Because of the lyrics, the melody. Um, He had this synthesizing sound that he kind of made popular back in the day. The harmonica, when he plays Mm. it, is just... Uh, phenomenal. I think whenever I hear the harmonica, I think of this musician, you know. So what two songs do you have for us today? Well, I wish there were a lot more, of course. I, I always she say. lovely? Yeah, there you go. Isn't she wonderful? I did a cover of this song for my girlfriend. Did in you one really? Day. What? Yes. Okay, so that's why she's your girlfriend now, right? <laughs> no, that was that was for one of the anniversaries. Okay, of, yes. okay, different girlfriend. She broke it with you already. <laughs> <laughs> no, the same one. We are still together. All right, all right. Ryan, the other song that I know it's a, it's a funky song. I tried to do, I, I tried to do a cover of this one in one one of the gigs I did in UK. What? Uh, okay, okay. Which right, one was but it? We didn't. <laughs> We chose play that funky song right instead oh, of this one. Play that funky yeah, music. Yeah, but this one is very superstitious. Oh, superstitious. Writing on the wall. That's right, sir. You believe in things. You don't understand what you suffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good song. You have that in our... We absolutely do. And I'm just getting ready to tell you the two songs that I have for you today. Master Blaster or Jamming. Followed by Superstition. Nice. (laughs) Check it out. Hot on the ball. 
And that was Stevie Wonder with Superstition, one of my favorite artists of all time. Love Stevie, love his music, and I'm glad he's still around to make more tracks. <laughs> That's a good news. <laughs> yes, sir. So, Yun Chi, who you got for us today? Right. So, the musician I'm introducing today, he's got a very different music style and very different personality. Okay, If different. You compare. You're frowning your face when you say different, so I'm, re <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested uh, in how yeah. different this guy is. Yeah, just comparing from the early years of his stardom and uh, now. All right. Because when he first started as a musician, mm -hmm. he had this band called Free Night. Free and Night? Free Night. Oh, boy. <laughs> After he left service <laughs> in the army. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and he started this band with, uh, with a mate from the army as well. All right. Wow. I'm wondering what that name signifies. <laughs> I mean, I can guess, but uh, <laughs> why don't so, you tell yeah, me? Yeah, most of the tracks from this band uh -huh. are about the kind of wasted lifestyle. Oh. Do you know wasted lifestyle? What, it, what, what a wasted lifestyle is like? It sounds like a little bit of regret. Maybe the, mm. that perhaps the lifestyle that you're living or you were living prior didn't give you the fulfillment that you thought. Oh, really? So that's that to me wasted? that's what wasted life means. Like you even do you were a part of something that you didn't necessarily agree with. Okay, so that's the meaning of wasted. <laughs> probably I chose the I probably chose the wrong word. The wrong wrong translation, yeah. huh? Okay. So, but probably it's more like their songs are about the partying lifestyle of teenagers, of youngsters. Okay. Drinking, partying, that oh, kind of lifestyle. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. So probably well, not wow. wasted. All right. Uh, that's still wasted in a way. In a way. I mean, if you regret those times, right? Because some people look back on these times and they're like, oh, those were my glory days. And I remember when I got hammered and this and that. But if you look back on it and it's like, oh, this is not, you know, that was you know, negative. Yeah. This experience, that experience was not good. Then, yeah, I could see that it would be, well, a wasted life. I think most people, they regret after they turn into 30s, 40s. They stop be living a life like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely stop living a life like that. But yeah, depending on the person, they may regret it or they may feel nostalgic about it. Yeah, and you can tell, you can get this kind of vibe just by reading the names from these tracks because the, the names are, I'm just, I'm just giving some examples here. Yeah. So one is, this afternoon is very boring <laughs> and... The next one is Pick Up Girls. Okay. And the next one is I Want Money. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the music style, this musician, he was a huge club animal during that period. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it sounds like a young man's A Bachelor's album. Yeah, so he's singing his own lifestyle. And I think this yeah. uh, people at different age, yeah. they dig That's different kind of music. Absolutely. And for people that are still in that mind mindset or in that era of yeah. their lives, they, they would consider pray, this kind of life as they would cool. love They would love free night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to live a life like this. Sure. Yeah, but after they... I've been there. After they turn 30s, 40s, then they started to grow an interest in classical music or <laughs> jazz and actually just very recently there's a video he he shot a video promoting camping lifestyle you've ever been to oh, camping so he became a boy scout huh i guess this tag i mean boy scout <laughs> kind of goes along with yeah, camping exactly because when you're camping you're sort of in this in the woods you're in the woods you have this very uh, pure pure thinking right you want to tranquility you want to save nature and this type of thing so. uh, yeah and away <laughs> from the bustle and hustle of yeah, the city life away from the free nights yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, and in that video, he was trying to tell. He's trying to be a role model for the new, yeah, the new them, artists coming up. Yeah, telling them to slow down. You don't have to be desperate to become famous. Slow mm. down, and the fame will come your way. Yeah. Okay. So, wow, he's a philosopher for the new artist, right? <laughs> mentor from the <laughs> so woods. Become a Boy Scout, like so me. a huge difference from the early years and now. Just yeah, a complete one eighty. It sounds like something happened and just and changed him to uh, to that mode. I think. Yes, a big changing moment is actually our fact number two. For a period of time in two thousand five, he had a huge interest in extreme cycling. Okay. Do you know extreme cycling? It's like the cool kids. I would imagine uh, it involves a bike of some yeah. sort, and if it's like extreme, the skate park, skating parks, doing the kind of moves and jumps in the you air, mean like jumping on this stair and that stair and yeah, this platform and, and off that, that stair, oh off that goodness. platform. Madness. I, I, that's what I call cycling. that. I call that madness because all it takes is one one mistake. Yeah, one mistake, and you're, you're <laughs> and you're gonna be. <laughs> you're going down. Probably permanently if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something that half happened to him. Oh man, yes. that, that'll do it. Yes, and so there was one time he saw the light. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the light, <laughs> the epiphany. <laughs> right. So that's the message he received. So there was this one day he was going to shoot a video about extreme cycling,、mm-hmm. but the night before he was drinking all night. Oh man, with no sleep at all. Nice, legendary. <laughs> <laughs> and the second day, he was having a very bad hangover and headache, <laughs> but he still went for the filming. Yep. yep anyway, that's how it goes. And、uh, as you can imagine, how the story goes: work hard, play hard, had a hangover, and yeah, he, he missed f- that stare, and he fell off during one of his jumping moves.、Mm. And、uh, after he fell onto the ground, his left leg was bent almost ninety、oh. degrees. And his, he could see the bone was、oh, sticking out. Wow! Visuals, guys. I know this is an audio program, but I know you can see that because I certainly can. <laughs> Goodness! <laughs> While they were waiting for the ambulance, his first idea that came up, instead of about his health or his work, he was thinking about if he needed amputation for the leg,、mm-hmm. he would go for the most high-tech prosthesis, <laughs> probably made of titanium alloy or titanium fiber. Okay, and get back on another. Bike and do it again. So he could be a, like a, a cyborg, like a half half person, half machine. It's the kind of dream that I, I find. I find a pattern out yeah, of this. I blame I blame Marvel comics for that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Could yeah, could be. I think there are movies like、oh, the Blaze, the Blaze sort of、uh, soldier. Oh of. yes, absolutely. Just a RoboCop and all kind. Well, that's not Marvel, but that's、uh, certainly. Yes, it's a, a movie. movie. Yeah, it's just kind of funny that his leg is broken in a different part. And yeah, it's funny that、out. his first that was. And、and that his was first his first thought. He wanted to become a cyborg, and that's what a lot of boys and guys like. Maybe he was cool. Still, maybe he was still drunk. Maybe I think that's. <laughs> he's still under the, influ- under the influence、uh, of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and then when he sobered up, he was like, he had a change of heart. Yes, and that time, the broken leg was his changing moment,、mm. and for almost a whole year, he couldn't move at all.、Mm. And then he was rethinking about his whole life and、yeah. grew a totally different perspective on on life. That's when he gave up visiting nightclubs, and his music style also changed, had a huge change. <laughs> and and that's that's also when one of his most famous track,、um, it's called "Missing You Is a Sickness." 
It's actually a cover song from Chichin. Okay. Yeah, but the style, the lyrics was rewritten. The melody was completely recomposed as well. Interesting, you know, and I think that wake up call hits everybody differently. Yes, and totally. um, wake up call. But、uh, wow. But it, I think being immobile, being in the hospital, or just not being able to walk was a, a strike to that youthful mind. Because sometimes、yes. young people have this notion that they're immortal, and I know that <laughs> I've been there myself. I've done a lot of ridiculous things and got injured, and then afterwards, you you kind of it, it kind of dampers your pride a little bit. So, it sounds like you shared the same similar story to this guy. Not not physical, not, not like that. I mean, my leg was like twisted、yet. up. I didn't yeah, have my bones sticking up. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's But yeah, similar physical yes, damage. The physical damage will wake you up. Right. For the next fact, in 2004,、mm-hmm. he was holding a world tour concert with a very funny name called Kill Kitty Tour. Kill, Kill Kitty. Kitty. So he doesn't like Hello Kitty. Is, I、uh, think it's a reference to Hello yeah, Kitty. Yeah, I think so. Hello、it、Kitty sounds is... like very straight. <laughs>、mm. That's kind of funny because yeah, that's like a signature brand for. Almost like East Asia. I mean, we don't really know where it's from exactly. We don't know if it's, it's from, from Japan. Japan or if it's from because you see it in Korea. You see, it, I mean, you see it a little bit here in, in China. China as well. And、uh, but it's like you know, people from East Asia sport this brand. I think you、lot. can see this a lot in the states or outside of Asia. Outside、well. of Asia, definitely in the states a little bit, you know, but. I, I'm I'm not sure you haven't given the fact yet completely, but I'm thinking this guy probably hates Hello Kitty and doesn't like to well, be grouped with this、uh, say, brand, right?、Uh, he didn't say where he got this name from, but and according to Chinatown San Francisco, this is the first time for me to reference my source. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? According to this website, this guy was frequently compared to a cross between Incubus, Blink One Eighty Two, and、uh, Robbie Williams. Okay, I don't know any of these names. Oh, but Incubus was pretty hot in the '90s. They they、oh, have is he a rapper or no? It's a it's a rock. It's an alternative rock group. Oh,、okay. and they have some of, some of my favorite songs of all time, actually. Yeah, yeah, and、uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, they're kind of this kind of this annoying kind of rock sound, but they were really hot in the '90s too. Okay, really, really like kind of mainstream alternative. And Robbie Williams is well, more. You know all of these names. Robbie Williams is a he's a Brit. And、um, he was a part of a band that I, that I can't recall at this moment, but when he went solo, he was pretty popular too. Yeah. So this guy is like, a, a, according to Chinatown San Francisco, okay, is a cross between these three guys. Wow.、And、in 2004. Well, well, what's his beef with Kitty, man? Why is he trying to kill Hello Kitty? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's probably a thing for the girls. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, because、right. I was talking about guys like Cyborg, Transformers, and、yeah. gir- girls like. Dolls,、right. he- Hello Kitty.、I'm、just trying to figure out the connection Barbie, here. The Barbie, right? The next fact is about his DJ experience. Okay, so he was a DJ because in the early years of his stardom, he was a club animal, and he tried disc jockeying in one of the in the club that is owned、mm. by one of his friends. Okay, and during winter times, he would wear an orange jacket to the club. And because of that orange jacket he wears, he kind of looks like an orange from afar. And the club owner actually gave him the stage name <laughs> DJ Orange. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's how kind of the names you get from the DJs. They, they don't really go with their real names. Oh like, no, of course、uh, not. Dead Mouse. Yeah.、Um, DJ Clue. DJ Quick. So I suppose that's a pretty big tip for our Chinese listeners out there. And we will hit 
our final fact. Okay. Twenty years ago, you wouldn't believe this. Twenty years ago, this guy had a very pretty look. So he's the kind of guy you. you he you had might, a very pretty, pretty look? look. Okay. How do you define pretty here? I don't know. It's just uh, think about like the pretty wear like, Did he wear like eyeliner and like mascara and lipstick and? Not that level yet, <laughs> but his skin is very clean. Okay. And smooth. Okay. How do you know his skin is smooth? I mean, have you touched it? Mm, looks smooth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Maybe would you call Justin Bieber a pretty boy in his first stardom? Uh, well, he started as a kid, so I mean, I guess kids are kind of pretty. Is mm, maybe maybe think some people. Yeah, would I'm just trying classify. to locate. Yeah, some yeah, people would probably person. classify him as a pretty boy. Yeah. Yes. So just picture him as Justin Bieber. <laughs> probably not very close, but <laughs> just someone for the Western audience to have a have a face in your mind. Okay. And the Chinese Justin Bieber. Okay. Yeah, the Chinese Justin Bieber. <laughs> and after 20 years, he's grown a lot bigger with a rugged face and a thick beard. Rugged face. A rugged face indeed. <laughs> What does that mean? Rugged face a rugged and bigger. Face. What do you mean? Like, did he grow like vertically or horizontally? <laughs> horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> so he got fatter. Okay. Yeah, horizontally. And it very slovenly doesn't really take much care of his looks. And he he actually looks so identical to LeBron James now. What? <laughs> just picture. Wait a minute. First just of picture. all, you, first you said he looked like Justin Bieber, which is okay. <laughs> And now you're saying LeBron James. That's so it's a, a stark huge contrast. Change. It's a huge change in his look. You and wait, and I like, this. and it's like you say he looks. You're trying to indicate that this person doesn't look that good now. And then you say he looks like LeBron. Can we go? No, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't look good. I'm just saying he doesn't. He has a sort of a, like a rugged look. Rugged, look. rough, like oh, a like okay. a tough guy look now. Okay, all right. Instead all right. of like a pretty face there. <laughs> I guess we can stop here, and uh, because it's a podcast show, but uh-huh. I, I guess I can still show TJ how this guy looks <laughs> and see if he agrees with that statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And now we are back. <laughs> I've just showed TJ uh, the photos of this guy. And, yeah, uh, what do you think? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't see LeBron <laughs> James at all. I, I, I just he does. He has a certain kind of look, though. I mean, he he looks kind of ubiquitous. Like he could be. What do you mean by、uh, ubiquitous? He looks like he could be. He could pass as a Latino. Ah, possibly, you know. So not the standard kind of classic Chinese person look. Yeah, he doesn't have that、um, the classic、uh, Chinese look or.、Uh, right, you you got that right because he's an ethnic minority. Okay, okay,、yeah. so yeah, he's definitely has a different kind of look to him. So maybe he has a similar like beard, similar yeah. beard. Yeah, probably wrong, his beard style. Other than、yeah. that, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like Estelle, he looks cool. He looks like he definitely has. At least he dresses the part. He looks like he's, looks got, like some, he's got some good music. So I'm looking、right. forward to hearing what, what kind of music he has. Yeah, and that's all the facts we have for today. Okay. And、uh, TJ, you have a lucky、mm. guess for us. Well, you mentioned that he was part of rock, right? The rock genre. Yes. Okay. So, ah、uh, man, I know that there is a. Uh, a musician in the rock world in China who's pretty big. I don't know if it's this guy or not. Probably not. But <laughs> at least this person is a rock musician. And I'm gonna go with、uh, Sui Jian. Sui Jian. Sui Jian. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting. But let's hear what the judges say. <laughs>
no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, his name is uh, Zhang Zhengyue. He's also known as or Ayue uh, for short. Okay. Yeah, we usually call people with the last word of their name with an A. So you can actually call me A Qi. Okay. Yun Qi as A Qi. <laughs> yeah, but he's actually trying to promote his ethnic mi- minority identity. And he's trying to go with his ethnic name, which is Ayal Komod. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but mm, yeah, mm. he's trying to promote that like uh, sort of uh, yeah, minority his, culture. His cultural that roots. He, uh, Exactly. So he's a big figure in the rock world. A lot of bands are trying to all do cover songs of his music in their early years. All right. In in 2016, Ayue um, he sent the Mandarin theme song "We Will Rule" for the movie Warcraft. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for three consecutive years, he was one of the judges in the TV show. The rap of China. Oh boy! <laughs> but he doesn't do rap, right? He's a, doesn't he's do a rap. Ra- he is like in another two men sort of a couple band with a rapper, and he's so he's, he's in another group with a with another musician. Okay, some yeah. rap musicians. He's okay. responsible for the. Uh, That's kind of interesting part. that he would be a judge in something that he doesn't do. You know, so I know. <laughs> it's like what? There were <laughs> if he like gave me a bad rating, but if, if I was to try it on the show and it's like he he had something to say, I'd be like. Dude, but you don't rap, so like you got that right. (laughs) There were some quite some controversy. Yeah, I bet there was, including the contestants and people online questioning his credibility. Absolutely, to be a judge. So the two, (laughs) so the two songs I have for you today. One is called "Zio." The literal meaning is freedom, but if you call it freedom, I think about this the Scottish guy. (laughs) Uh, shouting freedom okay so it's okay. probably better to william translate. wallace yes you got it yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's probably better to translate it as unchained okay for the first song Zio. and the second one is called i love me don't go sounds good sounds good but before we hear the tracks yun chi it's a pleasure man <laughs> we just made it through another episode of pop news another good chat thank you so much and for all of our listeners out there thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to check us out next time as we quiz you on another big name that you should know i'm tj reed and it's yun chi here <laughs> see you later folks we'll see, see you next yo. time
好安静，我只是想把情绪好好压抑。到底谁会先说再见？我知道我一定哭泣。走的时候记得说爱我。
个时候还是一样，夜里的寂寞容易叫人悲伤。我不敢想的太多。在想你、yeah ， yeah、爱我别走。如果你说你不爱我，不要听见你真的说出口，再给我。